Hello, and welcome to a new edition of StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, the host of Planet Waves FM on Pacifica Network and the author of the Planet Waves horoscope and article series. Thank you for joining me. Today's edition uh, looks ahead at a very exciting and uh, an astrologically busy week ahead. That usually corresponds to an intriguing and busy week ahead in the realm of human affairs. Um, there's all kinds of stuff going on and factors that intensify matters and various different transitions in place, uh, all of this leading up to uh, the very uh, unusual month of March 2023. But let's stick to um, the third week of January 2023, one week at a time. Uh, I'm recording at about 7 on Monday night here in, uh, in Kingston. And the, the four main events of the coming week seem to be Mercury Stations Direct uh, on the 18th. That's on Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. All times in this podcast are Eastern Time. Sun conjunct Pluto, same day, uh, about an hour and a half later. Uh, so that's, uh, that's interesting uh, because Mercury Stationing Direct is... Uh, got enough mojo to it and then here um, at uh, about the same time um, we have uh, the sun in a conjunction to Pluto and so it's difficult to tell what you might actually be feeling which aspect you might be experiencing in some way and think of it as both happening at about the same time they're simultaneous from the standpoint of 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 astrology, and so um, this is uh, an Mer- a Mercury direct event with emphasis added. Um, the emphasis uh, being the Sun conjunct Pluto, and that's one of those things that is uh, deep feelings and um, issues about power coming up, and uh, and what what may be a very deep and sincere desire to change to grow through something to uh, you know to experience some shift in your reality and so that that might happen that might really be right there some available um, experience in the world or a series of choices that you can make where those two things correspond and line up the the plutonian depth of the sun's conjunction to it and then uh, the the shift of emphasis and direction with mercury stationing direct Uh, one of the reasons why you don't want to commit to too much while mercury is retrograde is because mercury stationing direct comes with the revelation of new information almost all the time and so you want that new information before you make uh, some kind of an important choice. And the the discoveries that come with this Mercury Direct may um, uh, feel more important than they are with the Sun conjunct Pluto, or they may uh, genuinely be something that um, would be really good to take note of. Now, there's another dimension to this Mercury Stationing Direct that is exciting, 
which is that Mer- Mercury is in Capricorn. Um, Mercury, the sign of Gemini, the planet of Gemini is in Capricorn. And Mars, one of the signs of, uh, of Capricorn, is in Gemini. And that's called a mutual reception. Uh, and it's emphasized when, <clears throat> excuse me, it's emphasized when the two points are in aspect. Mutual receptions happen without the points in aspect, and they happen with the points in aspect. And there's different ways to play with them, but when they're both right in the same degree, then you know you've got a, a, a deep conversation going on. And so there's a number of ways to look at mutual reception, which again is the ruler of one sign in the in another and the ruler of that sign in the other sign, right? So this is this is not like following things uh, all around the whole zodiac. What rules what? What rules what? This is this is a closed loop. Um, Mars and Capricorn, Mercury. Sorry, Mars and Gemini, Mercury and Capricorn together, and uh, is a closed loop. And both planets are in stationary direct conditions. So there's a a message here of uh, collaboration. And it may be an interesting or unusual collaboration because the, the planets are at 150 degree ang- angle, a quincunx angle. That can have the sensation of, of tie-breaking or an uh, unusual solution to something. Or quincunx is the step between uh, the, the trine and the opposition uh, so it's not exactly a perfectly harmonious relationship. It's not exactly a uh, a relationship of direct opposition and confrontation, but rather one where there is quite a bit of room to maneuver and where there may be a mutual commitment. And, and that commitment, you know, generally has to be fulfilled. Uh, and there would seem to be the intention of doing that. Uh, it's not like nobody wants to be there, but... Both parties may realize, well, we're in this together. Uh, we've, we've, you know, we've got this bond, which may be a bond of circumstances, and then, and then you find out that um, that it's a lot more than that. Uh, so again, uh, Mercury stations direct uh, the the morning of the 18th, and I'm just going to verify my time uh, on on Sun conjunct Pluto. Uh, because I um, I had I had a potential AM PM issue, so let's wait for Sprite to Sprite to boot up, and then I, I will um, I will move on. We'll talk about the Aquarius uh, the Aquarius side of things. All right, yeah. So um, these this is quite remarkable. I, I really I love when this happens when you have two completely distinct events happening within a very close time of each other. Mercury indeed stations direct. Wednesday at 8.11, and then an hour and a half later, the sun is conjunct Pluto. But of course, the conjunction goes straight through the whole time. It's just that they are exact within about 90 minutes of each other. That is emphasis. I don't read too much into it except to say emphasis. It's one of those divination concepts where where there's not necessarily direct information or subject matter information coming through, but pay attention to what you learn on Wednesday. It's important. Okay, now that I've taken eight minutes to say that, let's talk about a couple of other things going on in this chart. Uh, so speaking of Sun conjunct Pluto, the, the, there are two more of these before uh, before the Sun permanently, or for this long cycle, enters 
uh, Aquarius. So let's take a look at the next one. So the, this one happens on Wednesday, and it happens in degree 29 of Capricorn. And then on January 20th, 2024, the, uh, the conjunction happens not only in degree 30, but in the last arc minute of degree 30. So it's at 2959 Capricorn on January 20th, 2024. I think these are important events, uh, so much so that I, I haven't done the Capricorn birthday reading yet. I was involved in the annuals. I'm going to base the entire Capricorn birthday reading on these two conjunctions of of the Sun and Pluto. We have been through a lot with Pluto and Capricorn, and I think that we need to um, take account of what all, all the ground we've covered since early 2008 when Pluto first entered Capricorn. Uh, that is a long stretch of life. I mean, for me personally, I had just moved back to this neighborhood, that moved to this neighborhood that I'm sitting in now, having lived in Europe and on the West Coast for nearly a decade. And uh, and then, you know, uh, Pluto enters Capricorn, and that's taken us all the way through 2008 clear through well it'll it'll start to fade out in march and then ultimately in late 24 pluto makes its last ingress into aquarius so what what is this time about for you between 2008 and today where were you in early 2008 what is the uh, the, the route of travel that you have taken there has been so much uh, that has happened um, it is kind of mind-bending to imagine all that has happened uh, between, well, along the duration of Pluto in Capricorn. It's been a total rearrangement of the world. Okay, so the sun enters Aquarius Friday um, at 3.29 a.m. Eastern Time, um, and then the very next thing that happens is that there is a, a new moon in Aquarius uh, on Saturday. And uh, at, the, at the time of the new moon, uh, there's a number of other uh, points that are in the aspect pattern. Uh, so the moon and the sun are conjuncted at the second degree. It looks like one degree in 32 minutes. That's the second degree because you're past 1.0. So as soon as you're in, into one at all, you're in the, the second degree. Um, Haumea, a planet I don't really understand that well. It's an outer planet out in the in the Kuiper Belt, that's in a square to Aquarius. Um, the the oscillating apogee is also right there. Magdalena is in a conjunction. The asteroid Magdalena um, is in a um, conjunction to the Moon and the Sun. So when I when I think of Magdalena, I think of the independent woman who is true to herself. Um, asteroid Hopi is in the aspect pattern that can indicate things uh, coming on rapidly. So Hopi uh, picks up the speed and also can talk about uh, kind of the, the sensation of um, a bit of an ambush. Solaris, a centaur in Leo, has a very similar feeling, the feeling of something coming out of nowhere. And if, if something does come out of nowhere, it's going to come out of nowhere with gr great velocity and intensity because the trans-Neptunian point Vulcanus is right there. That's one of those non-existent points 
um, it's a planet without a body. Basically, it exists in mathematics and some few astrology books and in the minds of some few astrologers. But what it really is about is lots and lots and lots of energy. So in, you know, it's, we, we live in times when like everything can be perfectly calm on Monday and then there's a, a media frenzy going on, on on Tuesday night or you wake up Tuesday morning and the spin doctors have sent out a memo and all the haircuts are having heart attacks on the air, literally and figuratively. Um, and so this looks like a rapid acceleration of events right on the heels of Mercury stationing direct with emphasis sun conjunct pluto and then a rapid transition into some other uh, some other domain of consciousness uh, this chart also includes jupiter conjunct juno uh, jupiter and juno are divine consorts they're the, the roman king and queen of the entire pantheon of the major gods uh, so that that's a, always a, an aspect uh, that that I watch. It would seem to have some kind of harmonization and some kind of, let's say, self-complete description rather than fragmented and people seeking to complete each other. There is available this moment of 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 self-completion, and also uh, Jupiter is on its way into a conjunction with Salacia. Another slow mover, not an asteroid. Juno is an asteroid. Stellatia is a, a a longer period. I think two hundred and seventy years. And and this is um, the the there's with Stellatia. There's always the invitation and the indication. Decide what's appropriate for you, particularly sexually appropriate. What is appropriate for you on your own terms? Uh, what is appropriate for you may not be appropriate for anyone else. Uh, and so you have to ask yourself, what is the right thing for you and make your decisions on that basis um, and that alone? Um, one other thing, um, on the on Monday the 23rd, a week from when I'm recording, Vesta is conjunct Neptune. Um, and so um, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of that, but I have been doing this long uh, investigation into... Uh, Vesta conjunct Nessus, which took place on the 31st of December, and I took this as a cue to start a whole new conversation. I continue that conversation on uh, the most recent Planet Waves FM, but I have linked to it on the StarCast homepage, which I will link from uh, this if you're listening on Substack, and I link to it on the Planet Waves members page if you're listening on the Planet Waves members page, it's just one click. It's the same place. It's the Starcast, uh, the Starcast page, uh, and so I'll be contemplating Vesta conjunct Neptune over the next few days, and I plan to uh, resume that discussion in Friday's Planet Waves FM, uh, potentially sooner. But I have a busy week ahead, and so I am I'm going to keep keep my focus and uh, try to make minimal changes to my game plan, which does include a new 12-sign horoscope and a new um, essay on Thursday. Uh, the 12-sign horoscope is where I break down this astrology and focus it on the individual sign and rising sign. For those of you who are not really astrology fans, uh, you might be surprised how much genuinely relevant information can come out of the Rita out of the Nagual, out of the all that there is when 
the Divine Oracle is consulted. Thank you to my subscribers for making uh, the work of the Planet Waves team possible. Thank you to everyone for showing up and reading and uh, giving a little bit of your time to consideration of these ideas. All right. Till next time, thanks for listening and stay in touch. Thank you.